It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Only one in five American women believe that heart disease is her greatest health threat, according to the American Heart Association. Heart disease is a killer that strikes more women than men and is more deadly than all forms of cancer combined. While one in 31 American women dies from breast cancer each year, heart disease claims the lives of one in three. That's roughly one death per minute. But most women don't understand the importance of heart health, and many believe certain myths. For instance, some think that since their cholesterol and blood pressure numbers are good, they don't have to worry about a heart attack. Or that young women don't have to worry about a heart attack since estrogen helps protect women from heart disease. But these and other statements are not exactly true. And Dr. Anne DeClue, a premier health net physician practicing internal medicine in Lebanon, is joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about women and heart health. Welcome, Dr. DeClue. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Well, you know, that is really some sobering information. And, and, you know, I know that you have a passion for women and heart disease. And is it because of all of this information I've just mentioned? I think that really that's a good summary. I'm quite impressed, too, that the NIH, the National Institute of Health, has said that 80% of cardiac events can be prevented. And so I'm really interested in preventive care in addition to treating disease. The disease of uh, like one-third of American female adults already have some form of cardiac disease. Yikes. And 80% is preventable. That's, that's a staggering number in and of itself, but also a hopeful number. It's challenging. It's really wonderful, actually, yeah. that there's something we can do. Well, what are the six major risk factors for heart disease that a woman can control? Well, I think that we would consider smoking as one of the major first ones. Blood pressure can be controlled and might need medication. Uh, Cholesterol can often be controlled if it's related to diet or lack of exercise. Diabetes can be treated. Obesity can be treated. And inactivity is a big one we're focusing on um, in recent years. So those are all doable things. And you know, it's funny, when you when you read off that list, I realize that not only does that help fight heart disease, but all of the things you mentioned add to quality of life. You know, it's hard to start, but it does add to it. They do, and so many other uh, kinds of illnesses and um, morbidities, we call them, things that add to uh, collective problems with um Collective problems of disease are, stem from these six things. Well, so those are the things we can control. There are some risk factors we can't control, and what are those? Well, we're all getting older. As we get older, our risk is going to go up no matter what, even uh, though we can mitigate it by doing some heart-healthy living. Um, family history Uh, we can't control. And there are some aspects of different ethnicities that seem more prone to heart disease than others. So I don't believe that there is the risk via my family for heart disease as none of the members of my family have had a heart attack. But I'm wondering, is that um, sort of a, a false hope on my part? Are most women unaware that they have a risk factor for heart disease? 
I think a lot of women are unaware, but I think that the campaign to raise awareness has done really quite a bit, especially in the last 10 years. Um, but I think women tend to be busy. We multitask quite a bit, and there's a lot of thinking that this is still a man's disease. And has the has it be has it become more of a woman's disease as women are you know sharing the roles in the workforce and the stresses that were once just a man's? Um, stress, of course, is one of those, and I didn't add it into what we can control, but it might be considered there also because relaxation techniques um, have uh, been coming to the fore as being protective for uh, development of heart disease. Well, you know, one of the other things uh, that you mentioned is that people think it, it, aging is, of course, one of the risks we can't control, but that young women think that, you know, they are not at risk because of hormones. But what role does estrogen play in a woman's risk for developing heart disease? It's still a big story that's unfolding. Uh, there are a lot of clinical research, and fortunately, more women are involved in clinical research these days. Um, estrogen... Uh, replacement therapy alone or with progestin, those should never be used to prevent heart disease. It will not prevent heart attacks. That data is very well founded. And estrogen and can increase the increased risk of clots, of stroke, and of breast cancer. The, the, the hard part is to try to understand why younger women seem to be protest, protected from developing heart disease. Um, and that is because um, we don't know if estrogen plays a role in that. Many of the risk factors for heart disease go up when women go through menopause, and that includes cholesterol levels and um, sometimes glucose levels and weight. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Dr. Anne DeClue. She is a premier health net physician practicing internal medicine in Lebanon. We're talking about women and heart health. And, you know, is there hope for women if they're proactive and changing their lifestyle habits or treating controllable risk factors? There's incredible help. I mean, when I saw that number that the NIH says that 80% of cardiac events can be prevented, um, I'm quite impressed. And I think that more and more doctors are trying to find the time to bring up preventive health um, measures with uh, people. You just have to start with small, healthy changes to everyday life. So when someone comes to see you, that's part of the conversation that you have with them as you, uh, you know, start them as a new patient or check in as part of their regular uh, checkups with you? We do. We do. We review all of the um, tre- uh, preventable causes and the ones and the family history. Um, and we try to advise people to know your numbers. So we check for blood pressure, for cholesterol, for glucose. And I'm really big on helping people stop smoking. I can't make it happen, but I really love it when I can influence someone to quit smoking. Are smoking numbers going down or are they staying the same? They are going down. Good. I think that they're around 20 to 26 percent of women right now. It's still very discouraging when you see young women um, mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes. And, and we still do. But the campaign is on. Yeah, a campaign to get them into that 80% that you can change, for heaven's sake. Well, what should a woman do if they think they have any other risk factors for heart disease and they've never been evaluated for them? 
Well, it's time to go. I think it needs to have a visit to the doctor. Um, you can try to get your blood pressure checked at a local pharmacy, but we don't always know if those are altogether correct. Um, and so in to, to know your numbers, I think you began by uh, making a visit with a primary care physician, whether that's a family practice physician or a internal medicine physician. And, you know, I have a question. When you think about, for example, um, the breast cancer numbers that we mentioned earlier and how breast cancer is becoming a survivable thing, when it comes to a heart attack, what are the symptoms? I mean, you know, that you're actively having a heart attack. And number two, what are the survival rates of a heart attack? Or is that just too, too case by case? Well, the symptoms we've known for quite a while and we've been talking about and trying to educate women that the symptoms of heart attacks for women can be different than men. Um, of course, the crushing chest pain when you're shoveling heavy snow, we think of as a, a man presenting with a heart attack, and that can happen for women too. But women sometimes have indigestion or jaw pain or um, just feeling very low energy for no reason they can figure out, and sometimes um, loss of appetite. They're, they're vaguer symptoms. They certainly could mean other things, but if there's a constellation of symptoms, we try to help women understand that they should really go get it checked out. And so is that an, so a woman feels a little bit of a jaw pain, indigestion and loss of appetite. Should she be bolting for the emergency room or <laughs> I'm an alarmist. <laughs> every year in February when we go with the Go Red for Women campaign and we're talking about heart disease, I get a lot of phone calls and we probably get a lot more people show up at the ER. But I think um it's a good idea to have the information solidly in your mind that you shouldn't just blow it off. If you're somebody who is experiencing something that is really out of the ordinary for you and they and there's symptoms like these, you know, it's just important to go get it checked out. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite sayings is our bodies speak to us clearly if we'll only listen. Right. <laughs> This is very true. Yeah. And some women have a hard time listening. I think it's the multitasking, and we think, well, it's not going to happen to us. Plus, I don't have time to go there and get it checked out. I have all these responsibilities. But if you don't care for yourself, you can't care for other people. Absolutely. So be part of the 80% that you can prevent. And, you know, watch those numbers. Quit smoking. Get exercise. Eat right. And you can get more information at Dr. DeClue's website, which is premierhealth.com forward slash heart. And Dr. DeClue, thank you so much for sharing all of this really important information with us today on Amy's Table. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q.